So the court ruled that the incapacitation clause will be effective only from the next Knesset. It's a bit complicated, so can you try, first of all, to explain in simple terms to our listeners why the Movement for Quality Government petitioned the court over this issue and what the verdict means? This new law, which has fortunately been nullified, uh, is entirely personal and was intended to relieve the prime minister from his commitment uh, not to get involved in matters connected to his trial. You know, in um, 19, I think it was 2021, uh, following uh, another appeal to the Supreme Court, uh, the uh, prime minister signed and, and was confirmed an obligation that was presented to the court that he would not be involved in matters connected with his trial. In other words, he's still in court facing four counts of uh, serious charges of misconduct. And so he presented this to the court then, and the court in 11 to 0 ruling said that in light of uh, this uh, agreement uh, not to uh, have a conflict of interest, he, uh, there was no problem with him being prime minister. Uh, well, in the new government, uh, I guess he decided that there was a problem, uh, that he couldn't abide by the, uh, his, uh, his commitment not to become involved in matters connected to his own trial. So um, they passed this law. He had the Knesset, uh, which is totally controlled by the government, passed this law saying that, in fact, uh, he, you could only uh, declare incapacity of a prime minister for physical or a mental disability. And it has to pass by a certain majority in the government. The law was clearly, and it was stated in the Knesset, in the records of the Knesset, that it was intended to relieve the prime minister of his obligation and personally to uh, protect him. The court ruled yesterday that this, in fact, um, was a uh, unconstitutional in the sense that not only was it entirely personal, but it was meant to relieve the prime minister of an obligation which he had clearly undertaken and presented to the court previously, and, and set certain guardrails, in fact, protecting the public um, uh, from uh, a prime minister who was trying to influence the court and influence uh, the outcome of his own trial. So we're back now to a situation where he must abide by the terms of his agreement and his obligation, and he cannot interfere in his own trial, which I think any reasonable person would agree that that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what should be happening. In other words, if the prime minister can continue to be prime minister, um, but he cannot uh, try to alter the outcome of his trial using the powers of his office. Let me ask a question about the timing of yesterday's court decision in the middle of a war and read out the comment, uh, the response from Justice Minister Yuriv Levine, who said that um, the decision, the court's decision to hand down rulings that even the court itself was deeply divided over while our troops were risking their lives on the front was an act that was damaging to national unity that is essential at this juncture. How, how do you respond to that? 
Well, the, um, the, the, the entire justice system was in emergency mode um, until, I believe, the 3rd of December. And that, that was declared by the Minister of Justice. Once the justice system is not in emergency mode, the courts um, go back to normal operations, which is the way it should be. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing I would say is that um, there is a regulation that a retiring judges um, who sat in on a case have three months in which to issue their ruling. So we have two retiring judges, including uh, Justice Hayot, who is the president of the Supreme Court. She just retired, and therefore the date when she had to file um, her ruling was set by regulation, and she abided by, by that date. And the third thing I would say is that these rulings um, set the guardrails uh, uh, for the government action uh, which are embedded in the Declaration of Independence uh, and are so important to preserve our democracy. And I think um, it's wonderful that um, even in a time, or especially in a time where we are in deep conflict and war with our enemies, we know what we're fighting for. And we're clearly fighting for an independent, free, and democratic Israel. And um, so in, we, we, we think that the timing of the ruling uh, not only is required, but it is, uh, it's, it's beneficial. Isn't the very fact, though, that two of the judges uh, are about to retire? They happen to be liberal judges. The court is about to become uh, significantly more conservative, according to most uh, pundits. Isn't this, um, I heard one uh, a commentator describe this as it, uh, the, being the equivalent of an outgoing government passing important legislation. Isn't this in and of itself illegitimate? I think illegitimate is a very strong word. Um, occasionally courts do uh, reverse a precedent. Um, you know, there's that uh, perpetual argument in the U.S. Uh, what stare decisis, it's called the precedent. Um, so, um, but I think that if you look at the ruling of the court of all the judges, including the minority judges, you, and this is really a crucial, all are one, basing on the fundamental principles set forth in Israel's Declaration of Independence, and two, say that there is a need for a basic law of legislation. Everybody, even the majority and the minority, agree that um, if there was such a basic law clearly defining the uh, what the Knesset cannot, cannot do, what the role of the courts is in altering basic laws and altering the laws which are supposed to make up our constitution, that would be, that is something that has to happen. So I think that um, no matter how the majority reverses on any specific question, I think you'll find that a court, that the court is, is willing to go to bat, uh, even the conservative ones, justices, for the preservation of certain democratic values, and also strongly urge uh, the um, the government and the Knesset and everyone to to support further reforms, which would clarify, uh, for instance, the passing of a basic law, not by uh, you know three votes to two in the Knesset. In other words, needing a stronger majority, needing more pa more uh, review of of the bill and the legislation. In other words, strengthening the uh, the, the position of basic laws in our constitutional system. There is a, a lacuna, a gap, um, which the Supreme Court has had to fill uh, by virtue of government, uh, government actions 
it's it's been forced to fill that rule. But I think that everybody agrees, conservative, liberal alike, that there should be reform. And, and it would be so helpful and beneficial <laughs> if the prime minister and the government would just come out with a very simple declaration saying reform will pass with consensus. This is basically what President Herzog was trying to achieve when he held those meetings at the presidential residence, but the government rejected his uh, initiative. Unfortunately, there are uh, elements within the government which are just waiting in the wings and uh, to spring back into action to try to further uh, their, their plans to take over the judiciary. And um, it's, it, we can see this because the hints and, 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 the, and the, uh, the vituperation and the, 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 the way the government's, certain government spokesmen are, are, are talking about the Supreme Court, um, uh, it's it fortunately they're trying to, in my opinion, they're poisoning the atmosphere. It's a, it's it's a really a public campaign to uh, to to reignite their um, their so-called reform. Um, in fact, when the court and I think the majority of the people, what they really want is consensus building around basic uh, certain basic constitutional building blocks which have to be put in place and everybody agrees that have to be put in place uh, but they can only be put in place if there is consensus and but there are elements in the government that are not looking for consensus they're looking um, to build their base they're looking to um, demean the supreme court and therefore uh, elevate themselves at the expense of the supreme court and the rule of law uh, it's unfortunate and hopefully um, we we will these decisions will push uh, the majority in the Knesset and the government back onto the, the straight and narrow path of of true reform, um, and and to desist from attempts uh, to subserve to uh, to make this uh, judiciary subservient uh, and and upset the balance of power, and and therefore weaken our democracy.